Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Here we go. It is Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM, ready to rock and a big college football Saturday. Bunch of the early games coming down to the wire, and we have some mega marquee action starting here in about a half hour, and to tell you all about it, we have you covered from all over Las Vegas. Jeff Parles, he's amidst the fans and the patrons at the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook with that open-air studio. Great to see Jeff. Great to see Paul Stone over at Circus Sports. I'm Ben Wilson here at the South Point. Gentlemen, you both have some winners to start the day. I, I imagine sweating out Army, the Army Air Force game plus seven wasn't the most comfortable of positions to start the day, Jeff, but you guys both got there. Paul, two on the under. Uh, and Jeff, as far as these games with limited scoring, Northwestern Ohio State has been the one that has caught all of our attention for the lack of a performance by the Buckeyes. 14-7, six minutes to go. What's happened to the Buckeyes today against the awful one and seven Northwestern team? You know, and I, I'm very curious to get Paul's thoughts on the entire Midwest today because it has been brutal wins across the Midwest. In in Evanston, we've seen it in West Lafayette. We're going to see it in Bloomington in a half hour. We've seen it a little bit in, in Columbia, Missouri today. Uh, but the wind has just totally blown up any opportunity that Ohio State has had offensively today, Ben. C.J. Stroud's been terrible. He's 10 to 26 for 76 yards. He hasn't turned the ball over because a lot of his throws haven't been close because the wind has taken him and taken him out of the way. Uh, look, uh, this is just one of those where Ohio State is very fortunate to be playing a bad team today. If they were playing anyone who was any good in these conditions, they probably are tied right now. Northwestern, other than their touchdown drive, has been unable to do anything in this game, Ben. So Ohio State will win. 
But there are going to be a lot of question marks moving forward with them, especially if they have to rely on their run game in a playoff scenario where their run game's been fine. Mm -hmm. Five and a half yards a carry, but against a bad defense like Northwestern, I would have expected more out of them today. And Paul, it raises the classic question, right? In spots like these where weather is such a big factor, do you downgrade Ohio State in your power rankings going forward? Or do you look at this and say, all right, it's is more of a, a one-off type situation. Certainly, we expect C.J. Stroud, uh, his Heisman numbers, he had fallen to second favorite this week. Those likely to take a tumble, plus 175 entering today at BetMGM. But for a team that's second in the college football rankings, where, where do you go with a team like the Buckeyes that's looked so unimpressive today? You're trying to run the clock out with uh, five and a half minutes to go at midfield. Yeah, I mean, Ben, you can't totally disregard this showing but like jeff said the wind is so significant throughout the uh the midwest and you know looking at the weather starting on monday good chance of rain throughout that part of the country as well and we've seen some of that also but the wind you know it was forecast to be 20 to 30 miles uh, per hour with gusts up to 40 uh, in many of these game locations and it's certainly come to fruition uh again, in many of the, uh, the locales, including Evanston. So I, I, I view it really more as a, as a throwaway. Uh, they don't get a complete pass, but I think you hit the, uh, the nail on the head. C.J. Stroud's Heisman hopes, probably the most significant tumbler uh, out of this game because that certainly statistics are such a big part of that award. Right. And uh, he'll, he'll drop back a little bit uh, in lieu of this. On heading into today, you see the odds. We have various odds around the country, whether it's DraftKings, MGM. The one constant is that there are only two players, really, based on the odds in the mix for this award right now. And Hennon Hooker, the player who's the minus money favorite, takes on Georgia at about a half hour. A game we are going to preview in depth for the basically the entirety of our second segment this hour. What will happen there? Hendon Hooker and the Tennessee Volunteers right now a nine-point underdog taking on Georgia. So it looks like Ohio State will be good. They got a big play a second ago. First and goal at the five. Stroud keeping it himself right now. The one thing to note on that one, it was a 14-point second-half line. It opened a lot of money to Ohio State immediately to 14.5 or 15. So right now, not, that's not looking good. It's 7 nothing in the second half here to the Buckeyes. All right, Jeff, as we, we wind down here, early window games, the other big game that is at a lot of back and forth, Texas Tech and TCU, even though the market didn't do a ton with this game, there were a couple nibbles on the nine early in the week on TCU. I should say on Texas Tech, got back up to the Horn Frogs minus nine. And this total didn't do a ton either. It was at 70 and a half, dropped a little bit down to 69. But uh, this is a game squarely on that number. TCU was down entering the fourth quarter, Jeff, but a couple big plays to take a 10-point lead here with nine minutes to play. Yeah, just one of those where TCU just found it when they needed to in this game. They just got a fourth down stop. They just had a big play on their first play after that. Uh, this feels... This feels kind of inevitable here where you had Texas Tech, you had a lead in the third quarter, you felt pretty good about having that bet, and then all of a sudden TCU wakes up. And uh, again, it's kind of been a one-way traffic uh, officiating-wise in this game as well. Uh, but uh, look, what are you going to do? TCU ha has had the Golden Horseshoe this year, and they're a good football team on top of having the Golden Horseshoe. So uh, just one of those where if you had Texas Tech, I think you kind of made the right handicap. In the end, if you don't get there, you don't get there and just go to the next bet and tip your cap. And it's not like Max Duggan's been amazing today. 11 to 22, only 179 no. yards in a single touchdown. That was sort of a popular, trendy, long-range flyer at 30 to 1 to win the Heisman. And TCU is on the move right now trying to put uh, this game away.
Paul, it's picks time. Again, we want to save the bulk of our second segment for the handicap on the Tennessee and Georgia game coming up just past the bottom of the hour. You have a bunch of other plays, though, today. Good start for you, 2-0 and in the Circa Friday Night Football Contest, hosted by our guy Matt Humans at Army and the under there in Army and Air Force. Uh, you're looking at this pit uh, spot here coming up. This is another one of these games starting at the 1230, uh, 12.30 window for us here on the West Coast. Pitt hosting Syracuse. And a team under Pat Narduzzi that's been hard to trust throughout this year at 4-4, four 1-3 and four, one and three in the ACC. But uh, Pitt is laying a number here, and they've gotten some support in the market. We're seeing it right now settle in at about 3.5 at this moment. Uh, what, uh, what drove you toward the Panthers today taking on Syracuse here at 6-2? and two? And you are correct, Ben. I mean, I have to acknowledge it's a, game, a dangerous game <laughs> yeah. uh, betting on Pitt. They've been very uneven this season. This is certainly more of a play against Syracuse than a play on Pittsburgh. Uh, Syracuse obviously came out of the gate at 6-0, and uh, ranked number 14 uh, in the nation two weeks ago when it traveled to Clemson. But the Orange really had some good fortune in getting out to that 6-0 and record. I'm still not sure how they beat Purdue at home uh, early in the year. And then they got uh, North Carolina State uh, in the Wolfpack's first game without standout quarterback Devin Leary. Uh, against Clemson, you know, they got the money. They only got beat by six points. They were catching double digits, but significantly outgained by Clemson in that uh, contest. And also, uh, Clemson was uh, driving for a potential score. I believe it was in the first half when uh, DJ Uyangale fumbles the ball. Syracuse recovers, returns at 90 yards the other way for the touchdown. So, uh, you, you know, you look at that and you, you know that even though they're ranked 14th in the nation, I don't think they ever really deserve to be there. Mm -hmm. I think they peaked early. And to compound matters now for Syracuse, Garrett Schrader, he's battling injury. I don't think he's going to play. Uh, their backup, uh, Del Rio Wilson, uh, is a at this point without a whole lot of reps and a whole lot of experience. He might be good in time, but right now I don't think he's ready for this kind of moment. And additionally – Syracuse has had trouble against the run the last couple of weeks. They gave up 293 yards rushing uh, to Clemson, 246 yards rushing to Notre Dame, uh, and now they face Israel Abenkanda, the uh, one of the leading rushers in the nation, uh, has gained almost 1,100 yards this year, about six yards a carry. So I like Pittsburgh, maybe some minus three and a half out there, some minus four, try to find that minus three and a half and take the Panthers over Syracuse and looking at it right now Paul basically at this point a blanket three and a half this had touched four that was the circa opener there was an initial move there to Syracuse but since then we've come back to Pitt still you can find a bunch of three and a halves out there right now speaking of picks Jeff you have enough bets today that you what I was looking at our visa in a document which you can check out if you're a visa I, pro I'm, subscriber. I'm in my usual usual element <laughs> 11 today, what 11 pregame <laughs> bets for you today Jeff you know the one I was looking at again this is for one Sounds of the about right yeah you, that's that was my count for the 330 Eastern window yeah. you talked about all the weather and the the wind across all these games in the midwest you have a game between penn state and indiana where granted indiana has has been very bad at times defensively but still on the offensive side of the ball indiana is 100 tied for 125th just over four yards per play out of the 131 teams in the fbs and you're telling me in a windy environment in bloomington to start the game this total was 51 it's only come down about a point i'm still seeing 50 and a halves you can bet in the market at the very least, is this not a first-half underplay, Jeff, at under 27, where it sounds like the wind will die down later on in this game, same deal with the precipitation, but at least to start, how does this not mirror what we've seen early in these Midwest-type game spots here, Jeff? 
you know, Ben, it's just one of those where every single game in the Midwest got hit to the under. Ohio State dropped the whole touchdown. That obviously was a pretty good move because that game's going to go way under. Uh, Iowa and Purdue got hit down a few points. Uh, Mizzou and Kentucky got hit down six points. I'm surprised this under has not been hit, especially when you bring out the fact that Indiana's offense is horrific. Uh, I, I did take a small piece. I actually even forgot to put this one in the Oh, in the all right, dock. add another one. Uh, so make it 12 <laughs> plays, Ben. Uh, but I did take a little bit of 50 and a half this morning uh, on this one, taking it under. Uh, look, if Indiana's defense can trump their offense, so be it. That, that would be the way that this game goes over. But... Even so, I mean, Penn State's offense at times this year, they've had their good moments for sure, but at times, I mean, the other inclement weather game they played was Northwestern. They couldn't move the ball. Yep. So uh, it would be one of those where I, I would – I would at 50, I still think it's probably fine. It's just odd that this number has not been hammered like the other ones. That's the, that's the thing that stood out to me the most. And even though this is an Indiana team, it's 3-5, and 1-4 and four in the Big Ten, I'd be a little concerned about the defense holding up for the full 60 minutes. And to give credit to Penn State, they have been a top 30 team offensively on a yards-per-play basis, even though, as you mentioned at times, Jeff, haven't been cons have not been consistent in the red zone. This is a spot where I, I will go ahead and get involved with you, Jeff. I'm going to go first half under here at, at the 27, thinking no we get the that. slow, windy start. That will be a play for me. We can ride this thing together, Jeff. Who doesn't love a little under in Bloomington, Indiana, between the Nittany Lions and the Hoosiers? So Jeff and I are in lockstep on that. Both Jeff and Paul, I know you both have plays on the big one. In Athens, between the hedges, Tennessee and Georgia, We'll break it down next. Where is the line gone? Where's the value? And what are the angles we can look to attack? That is our marquee game of the day. We'll discuss it next on Live Bet Saturday. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. 
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything VEASAN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Get VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. First final of the day among our Power 5 games that we're tracking. Uh, tough one for you, Jeff. Maryland catching 5.5. That uh, did not get there. Wisconsin, 23-10. to 10, Yet another Ugly weather game in the Midwest, and Talia Tugavailoa, 10 of 23 for 77 yards today. Touchdown and an interception in that one. So uh, easy under 47 and a half. Wisconsin gets the uh, the, cow, the outright win and the minus five cover there today. As we welcome both Jeff and Paul back here to the show. Jeff, you're one sweat. You, you really faded our alma mater did, today, Jeff? Really? Come did on. you just see what happened there, Ben? No. Ben, did you just see what happened Tell in Missouri, it. Kentucky? Kentucky, Kentucky, this is what this is only could happen to our alma mater. Oh, I'm Kentucky seeing Kentucky snapped the ball over their punter's head by about 25 yards. <laughs> the punter picked the ball up at his own five-yard line, and Mizzou got called for roughing the punter, where they would have got the ball in the red zone off the punt. I don't wow. I, I, ben, I don't know the rule on I don't know the rule on that. If it, it isn't it when it's out of the like a, a bad snap like that, can't you not get called for roughing? I mean, I, I don't know the rule on that. I, but, I would be lying if I said I knew. As but, ridiculous I mean. of a pe- that's as ridiculous of a penalty as you'll ever seen taken. Where Mizzou is about to get the ball back, where actually I think Kentucky's punter made the wrong play there. At that point, you might as well just take the ball into the end zone, take the safety, and then put it on your defense to get a stop, but uh, Kentucky's going to get the ball back with a chance to put this game away after one of the most wow. ridiculous penalties I think I've ever seen, Ben. Uh, and I'm looking right now, live, live market, this has been taken off the board here, Kentucky. It was uh, basically a pick. I remember Zoom minus one. Uh, the 40 is also a big sweat for underbetters. That would have had a big implication there because we're at 38 right now. would have pushed it right there. And you would have been pushing. There's an injury because the punter uh, got absolutely destroyed. Punter got massacred. On the field, Colin, <laughs> Colin he's a jolly good fellow. Uh, is right now laying on the turf at the one-yard line. We'll get back to that later. Big sweat. Uh, Jeff fading our alma mater today and, and backing the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, Paul, as far as some other plays here, before we get to the big one in Tennessee and Georgia, another game, we, we continue the trend on these unders. Wazoo and Stanford, uh, we go to Palo Alto, where it's pretty much a blanket three. I still see a couple three-and-a-halves out there on Wazoo. You're interested, though, in the total, sitting right now at 48-and-a-half. What do you like there? Right. I mean, you look, first of all, this Washington State team, they average, or rather they only allow 21.3 points per game. And on the other hand, not too revved up offensively. Uh, They scored 41 points in their home loss to Oregon uh, a few weeks back, but they still only average 21.2 points per game against the six FBS opponents they faced this season. Uh, Washington State in the midst of a three-game losing streak to USC Oregon State and Utah, 
scored 17 points or fewer in all three of those games, averaged only 316 yards in those contests. So they are sputtering offensively. Stanford, much the same. Uh, They've struggled offensively in their last three games as well, scoring a grand total of only 44 points against Notre Dame, Arizona State, and UCLA. The Cardinal do boast a uh, highly regarded NFL prospect at quarterback uh, in Tanner McKee, but they've been really hit hard by injuries at the other skill positions. Uh, Their top two tailbacks, E.J. Smith and Casey Filkins, uh, both out. And then the Cardinals' top receiver, Michael Wilson, out for the season as well. Wilson's a guy who has 134 uh, career catches for over 1,600 yards, 11 touchdowns on his career. Another weapon that they don't have available to them, and they didn't have a whole lot of weapons to begin with. Stanford's last three games have gone under. Washington State's last four games have gone under. I'm going to look for that trend to continue and take under 48-and-a-half. You like a side here, Jeff? Now that it's down to three, I mean, you're, you're kind I got of tempted one three and a half out you there. You have tempted me. I t- yeah, there's a three. I took Wazoo. I you laid did. it okay. with Wazoo. You laid I, it. I, I just, I, I, yeah, look, it just, Stanford is an abject mess at this point. They have played a little bit better. They obviously had that win against Notre Dame uh, a few weeks ago. They obviously, uh, uh, played Oregon State tough. They beat Arizona State, uh, whatever. The, the, the two wins don't really move the needle for me. Uh, I kind of like this Wazoo team. I know they're only 500. Uh, last week, that game flipped on its head at halftime where their best defensive player got called on a, what I thought was a pretty ridiculous targeting penalty that gave Utah a touchdown. That was a game Wazoo very easily could have had against Utah where they played a lot of their backups because of injuries we didn't know about. Uh, but I, I look, I'll lay the three on the road. Uh, I do agree with Paul also. This this tracks mm-hmm. as an under game as well. Meanwhile, Jeff, you got a, you, you were very fortunate here in North Carolina, Virginia. Final there in Charlottesville, 31-28 UNC. <laughs> North Carolina gets a first down, and basically Virginia had to use all their timeouts. UNC was threatening to score a touchdown. Instead, they get a first down inside the five-yard line and can take a knee right there. So not only if you were a UNC backer, you were hoping they'd just Ooh. punch that in. Uh, instead, it is a three-point final. Virginia covers here, catching seven and a half. That barely stays under 61 and a half, which young Jeffrey uh, had a play on there. Iowa, Purdue, also a final. 24-3, yet another Big Ten under in windy conditions. Iowa actually scores over 20, and this game still goes under 39 and a half. Uh, Purdue was a three and a half point favorite in that one today, as you see how everything ended up there with our, our VEASAN betting board. All right, Paul, it's the game of the day. Tennessee, Georgia. We continue to see money, though, come on the Bulldogs late after this open nine at Circa last Sunday morning. Quickly got hit to the Tennessee side. We saw this get as low as seven and a half. And then some larger money started coming back on the Georgia side, taking this up to nine as of this morning. And now here with about 15 minutes till kick, we're sitting at nine and a half. You do like a side here, Paul. What is it for the matchup down to the hedges? Well, I'll tell you, first of all, I made this opener eight and a half. You know, I felt all along that uh, Georgia should be favored by more than seven points, but fewer than 10 points. And that's pretty much where we've stayed. As you indicated, the early money bet on Tennessee, I think as late as maybe Thursday, one book said that 90% of their tickets and 90% of their money or over 90%, I should say, both on tickets and money bet on Tennessee. But then on Friday, uh, the Georgia money starts coming in hot and heavy. This Tennessee team, I, I'm, I'm not able to doubt them uh, mm-hmm. much at this point. Georgia's a different uh, 
animal. But last time out on the road, Tennessee played what I think is their most impressive game of the year uh, to date. They dominated LSU from the get-go. A good LSU team won that game 40-13. to um, Georgia going to have to play this game without outside linebacker Nolan Smith, who's their best edge rusher. Better betting spots out there. It's not my favorite play of the uh, uh, on the card, but I do like Tennessee plus the nine and a half today over Georgia in the big game. All right, same thing for you, Jeff. Yeah, look, I I I agree with Paul. I thought this should have been Georgia seven and a half actually. So I, look, I think Tennessee can keep this game within the nine and a half points. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a one score game the whole way through and we're just kind of sweating Georgia trying to punch it in at the end, end of the game. But look, Tennessee, we they can move the ball against anyone. They proved that against Alabama. Now Alabama's defense is nowhere near the class of Georgia's this year, just the way that it's played out. But I give Tennessee a real chance. Uh, the only other thing, though, Bennett, I will say, you're dealing with a program that has not been number one in a very long time that is going into this game at number one. How do they handle a totally different pressure now than they've had all year? There was no pressure. Even in the Alabama game, there was still almost a double-digit favorite, excuse me, double-digit underdog at home against Alabama. They were supposed to lose that game. This is a little bit different. Yes, they are almost a double-digit dog here, but they have the number one in front of their name. It's a different type of pressure. So I'm curious to see how Heupel and his guys handle that today. No, no question. And you think about how in general over the you know, history of college football, if you go back you know, past 50 seasons, we've only had 10 of these games where it's number one versus number two. I realize if you look at the college football playoff, Georgia's number three. But for the AP poll, one versus two, where you've had the a spread of over a touchdown where the number two team is favored, Usually the underdog does pretty well in those spots, eight and two against the number. But again, as you point out, Jeff, this is a it's a different type of test. And Paul, and I, the question you wonder, and there's and there's been a big reason why clearly a lot of betters have come in and laid the wood over a touchdown with Georgia. It's just how far higher do you power at Georgia's defense than Alabama's, and, and how do you get there uh, with that particular calculus? Like to me, that's the big question. And we know how good we've seen the explosiveness on the Tennessee offensive side. There's a reason statistically why Hendon Hooker is your overwhelming Heisman Trophy favorite right now, but just how much of a step up in class will it be from Alabama to Georgia? I think that's the thing we're all trying to figure out right now. Yeah, I mean, Georgia's defense definitely better than Alabama's this season, but I'm not sure they're that much better. You know, they're certainly mm -hmm. nowhere near on par with last year's national championship team defense, and I think they're a little bit vulnerable in the back. So when you got those, you know, you got the two receivers uh, – a Tillman and Hyatt, those are tough guys to defend. So it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how Tennessee attacks that Georgia defense yep. and just uh, how many points we see in this game. Got a high total, I believe, of about 66. So looking forward to it. Again, for Paul Stone as well, laying it with Pitts, minus three and a half in this late afternoon window and the Wazoo Stanford under. You can get that 48 and a half right now. That has moved a full touchdown from the opener. Those are Paul's plays. When we return, though, it's the legendary odds maker, Jimmy Vaccaro, who stops by our set. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome you back in Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. They're, they're not, not just sitting, but the patrons are standing here at the South Point Sportsbook. They're ready to get some bets in. 
as we're uh, we're getting close 10 minutes away from kickoff between the hedges between Tennessee and Georgia and we thought he was at the spa but he's made it he's a legendary odds maker Jimmy Vaccaro what's up Jimmy it's a pleasure to see you and obviously I'm a little bit late because I'm running around like everybody you're, else you're a busy man it is a big day naturally which you have your football which is getting back into stride there's some late games that from 12:30 on naturally the Tennessee game is going to be a monster take we opened the game i think uh, seven and a half we mm -hmm. closed it at nine uh, and you, as what you can see it's just like uh it's just a one-way street so far, but I wouldn't discount uh, the Tennessee Volunteers, that's for sure. We were just saying this last segment, there's not been many instances when you get the one versus two where you get a spread of over a touchdown. It's only exactly happened uh, right. ten times over five decades. Before we, we put it up, this was a few days ago, we're sitting around with Vinny and Chris and whatever, and uh, uh, you, you want to give, uh, give Tennessee some credit, but like it looks like that they didn't at the beginning, but uh, you know the general public actually pushed it up pretty good. And then you know we also have to remember... Today is Mule Day. I mean, it is mm -hmm. Breeders' Cup. And like everything else, and I'm sitting here, I'm standing, I'm talking to you guys, and you're the young guys. You're the new generation. You're the people who obviously take this thing to the next level. Now, when I started this out, it was quite different. And the Breeders' Cup now is basically, uh, it's just, it, you have to do it. You have to do it good. Mary Junger is our race book manager. Like, uh, she's very good at it. We've maintained our level of uh, people betting. And now when you have an event like this where you have people over there, you have people in the kiosk down here, we have a, uh, a ballroom upstairs, and it is quite different. And the culture with the racing sports, completely different than the first 48 years that I've been here in town. Sure. So what I'm telling you, young man, is like it's a new ball game. There are things that a lot of people enjoy. There are a lot of things they wish would go back to the way it was. But uh, it is what it is, and uh, we all accept it. Well, it's funny, though, at least at the South Point, every property is different. But here you've got what sportsbook right behind us the the giant bank of tvs you go you walk what 50 feet right. down the way and then the race book is equally as packed which is it's it's been a, it's great to see on a day like today well that uh, that comes from uh, michael gone the owner of the uh of the uh, casino and actually working he gave me my first job you yeah. know, 40 some years ago and what he said uh, you know had made sense we're the only race and sports book that's the race and sports book there's a separation between the sports book and the race book now it doesn't mean that the other ones don't know what they're doing but Michael's thing was simply that like you know if you're uh, during the week, if you're a race player, you want your own space. Now, on the weekends, normal weekends, you want your sportsbook people at the, in their own place. And we have never, ever changed where the race and sports is one unit. But it seems to work out pretty good. Eh, it seems like you're, you're doing okay. Yeah, we're doing okay. You're at the South. But I also will tell you, right before kick, we have about five minutes till Tennessee, Georgia. Just touched 10 here at the South Point. So you almost spit. I didn't want to wow. make you spit out your water oh. there, but well, you know getting more bets. because I keep spilling it every time. I, I, I know. I, I didn't want to do the, you know, it's pick a, the wrong time. So it's, my it's a ten ball. Wow, I didn't ten. thought ten. When, I, when we just sat like we talked about a minute ago, me, Chris, and Vinny sitting around. Uh, I made it six. I thought six would have been a good number. Uh, Chris and Vinny. One was a little, little lower. One was a little bit higher. But uh, you know, pushing it ten. Now, now see what happens out there for all you understanding people in this racket like we have. You kind of figure 85 to 90 percent of the time when you have these type of mashups, the last 15 minutes is on the favorite. It's, it's yeah. because people are throwing them in with their parlay. So, uh, so it you can, but I didn't think a 10 ball would ever show. But here it is. Here it is. We have gotten there. What about kickoff. you? What do you think? 
I, the, to me, this is a classic. And you talk about new wave of betting. Mm -hmm. We're kind of the young generation. This is a classic game where I look to the in-game and I say, okay. you, because you have an elite offense in Tennessee and an elite defense in Georgia. Okay. I'm not sure which one prevails and what, which one looks better, mm -hmm. but you would think, right, that you'll find out pretty quickly. You'll see in the first couple drives who's, who's either moving the ball efficiently or who's getting stopped. That tells me a lot, just what I watched in the first quarter today. So, to yeah. me, this is an in-game type You know game. what, young man? See, now, again, as we just talked about a minute ago, that uh, there are so many different ways to bet anymore. Mm -hmm. And what you just said, for a youngster, uh, you're pretty sharp. Thanks, because, for putting, thanks for putting me in quotes. Well, because, first of all, what you can do with the in-progress <laughs> betting, let's say that you, 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 know, you laid 10 or whatever on the game, and then now they, they get out to 14, nothing or whatever. Now you can buy back and put yourself in the right. middle. You can put yourself in a lot of different ways. Now, I know a lot of people who just simply, they wait, and they want to wait to see what the first, second, and third move is so they mm -hmm. can put themselves in a better position. Now, that wasn't even available, you know, 25, 30 years ago. But in this, this uh, instant... It's good. I enjoy it in, in progress betting because, again, it's a legitimate bet. You're betting something that you want to return on, win, lose, or draw, mm -hmm. but naturally you want to win it. But uh, that's part of the reason why that I enjoy the changes. Now, there's a lot of reasons I don't, uh, don't like the changes. <laughs> right. This is one of them where I think the smart people take advantage of. Well, when you think back to, you go back 25, 30 years ago, mm -hmm. we used to not even have, and when you first started, True. there weren't even TVs in the sports book, which yeah. for someone like me is... Like, I think a sports book, and I think the whole point is that you got the TVs <laughs> to watch the games, but that's not how it used to be. And obviously back then, there was no way you could do in-progress right. betting. Well, I'll, t I'll tell you what, I look back now, every game is on television. I mean, every yeah. game. We used to have someone like, uh, well, we used to have those big things out in the back of the hotel, like to pick up the games, <laughs> yeah. whatever. And that was somebody's job to go move wow. that thing around to see if there's anything we could pick up. Now, obviously, but you pay a big price for it. But that is a huge, huge difference because people will bet more if they can see the game. Back in the day, too, I mean, like, think about March Madness. It mm. used to just oh. be CBS. You would just get your one game, and here's a great look. All the monitors, all the TVs, yeah. the Breeders' Cup, the college football, baseball will be on later tonight. And, yeah, I, mean, I remember asking Vinny Maliulo about this, and he said mm -hmm. you would, you know, it was like chicken with their heads cut off running back yeah. there because you'd have CBS flipping from one game to the next, and wow. you're trying to keep everybody happy. So that's been uh, a big I'll thing, I'll give too. you an inside thing. on Obviously, these things, it's, it's a must, but they're very expensive. You know, way back when, 1990, I think I remember the first meeting there was between the NFL and the sportsbook people who ran the sportsbook saying, you know, we're the NFL, we're going to start charging you money to, to show the games. Well, what are you, crazy? You're going to tell us what to do? It's, well, yeah. well you'll, you won't like it Sunday morning when you turn the TV on, there's nothing but a blank screen up there. <laughs> so yeah. you have to pay. We pay now here in the Rampart, which is they're mm -hmm. separate. We pay both for the same amount because it's a different hotel. We're up to 103000 a year is what we pay the really? NFL to show wow. the games. Yeah. So nothing is cheap. And remember, uh, like I said, you know, it's a, separate, it's a separate bill for the Rampart. It's a separate bill for here. So let's say you ran the MGM with eight or nine properties. You pay eight or nine times. That's how strong it is. But you can only say, like, a lot of guys were saying, you know, hey, we ain't going to pay it, Jimmy. We ain't going to pay it. I said, that's good. I'll get more business. Because do you think a person would sit around if there were no NFL games on television? That's a great point. No, they would not. Speaking of the NFL, I saw you posted this. If you don't follow Jimmy's Twitter, by the way, it's great. I love trying to decipher what you're saying half the time on, on, on the tweets. Well, They're very you, entertaining. But well, you, you have to understand, I don't know what I'm saying. That, that's, what, that's the fun of it. That's yeah. what's great. You, <laughs> I, I saw a big parlay came in, and you, yeah. we always – 
laugh at this when people do this, but at the same time, you know, like winners are winners. And somebody what played laid fifty thousand on a three teamer in the NFL had mm-hmm. uh, Eagles Thursday night, and what it was Bills, Bills and, and Chiefs. Chiefs. So yeah. man. Well, let me give you a little heads up, young man, because you are yeah. a good guy. I'm glad you're oh, here. Oh, thank you, you know, Jimmy. Whatever. I'm 77. I can I can say that. <laughs> you're allowed to. Now, what what you're seeing now, like uh, 30 or 40 years ago, that might have been just very, very unique. Can you see, like, wow, look at this guy betting all this kind of money. It was like a Carl Icahn bet on the Super Bowl in 19-whatever mm-hmm. when he laid $2.4 million to win 300000 But the bottom line is what I'm – is like – that stuff is more evident now than you've ever, ever seen because, you know, well, the, a lot of people say, well, is a guy crazy putting up 50 to win 26000 Well, if you think you're laying a good price, and then obviously right. that's what you're doing. We are seeing more and more and more of these things. Pretty amazing when you yep. think about it. Uh, you also mentioned the big bets. We've had the Mattress Mac discussion. Oh, I'm man. sure you saw him on TV getting heckled by those fans in Philly. Did you give him a heads up? Like, you're from Trafford. You know what it's That's like right. in, in Pennsylvania. You're walking into That's in right. the opposing territory. Now the Astros were able to stabilize, win the last right. two games, lead 3-2 going into tonight. You, you think they uh, get the job done? What are the betters think? Well, let me, let me back up a little bit for sure. you, young man. We were the first place to take a big bet off of him. Five years ago, because remember, five years ago, there was no betting in the state to state. There was just still Nevada. So he cornered me one day and he came in, introduced himself, just a true gentleman. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first bet we gave him was for, for 300000 Now you're going back. That's a big bet. Still a yeah. big bet. But like now, you know, we gave it to him. We got to become friends. And he came out like the first year uh, a, a lot. But then naturally we couldn't compete, for, you know, because right. he was betting three to five to ten million on the thing. So but I'm rooting for the guy in some in some way. A gentleman beyond belief, but they, you know, was I surprised when I read the article about the Philadelphia fans? They were actually pretty easy on it, if you <laughs> like. That's funny. I, was I mean, say. They're, they're nutballs. They're I deal easy. with Philadelphia people. They're, of course. They're wackos. They're, that, you, you said it, not me. I, I, mean, should, I, I would wacko, say wacko, wacko, wacko. I'll say go. it again. Keep, say, keep saying it. Uh, one minus 143 at your shop on Framber Valdez tonight. You know what? <laughs> uh, the series price is, uh, it, it's not as crazy as I thought it would minus be. Minus 550 like. right now? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but. It's it's been good two ways. We won a, a, two ways. We won we won a few games. We lost a few games. But it's it's still good, especially as I said a, a bunch of times now. You know, during the course of the week, it's better than us on the weekend. Right now, it's just in a million uh, other things in its way. So, right. but I'm rooting for the kid. He's a, well, I call him a kid because I'm three years older than him. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, long time till 5 p.m. Based on how this day is going. Jimmy Vaccaro, right, you didn't kid. spill your water this time. Great work. I appreciate the kind words too. Do the moonwalk out of here, Jimmy. All right, Jeff and Paul back with us next. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app. Featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation, planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Again, a big thanks to Jimmy Vaccaro, legendary odds maker, for stopping by here on Live Bet Saturday. Quick updates. While Jimmy was here, and some games have gone final, Jeff, you got there. Kentucky gets the win. Under also cashes. We had some friends. Our guy Trip on Twitter writes in, uh, commenting on that last pitchy, pitchy woo-woo, Jeff, where Missouri had the ball deep in their own oh, end. Man. We're perilously close to sending that game over, but 21-17 the final. Kentucky gets the win as a pick or one-point underdog. 40, your total goes to the under. So, uh, Jeff, congrats to you, man. You survived a nice little uh, the 3-1 and one early slate for you, Jeff. And tell us about the mega – a small fun money parlay you put on a bunch of unders that now is what five <laughs> legs out of six with one to go. Yeah, be, look, I don't normally do this, and I just I took it really really small. At forty to one, I took six of those Midwestern uh, unders. Uh, right now, five of them are home. This game included. This was the one that ended up being the biggest sweat uh, because the big uh, big defensive tackle for Kentucky nearly rumble bumbled and stumbled into the end zone <laughs> after intercepting the uh, the uh, the attempted uh, Music City miracle play by our alma mater. So that's in under 40 Purdue. Iowa got home even though that looked a little bit dicey for a little bit and then Iowa turned back into Iowa in the second half. It was good. Uh, Nebraska, Minnesota, that went under. Nice come from behind win for the Golden Gophers, by the way, in that game. 
down double digits at halftime, come back, win that game in a row, 20 to 13. Probably the in-game spot of the day, Jeff, uh, on, the, on the side, too, with Minnesota yeah, laying 14 and a half. Obviously definitely. never came close to covering, but there were some great in-game opportunities there. No, definitely. Uh, the Wisconsin-Maryland game, I had under 48. That got there pretty easily, even though I had a dead side on Maryland in that one. And then the Ohio State-Northwestern game, which, again, that total got hit down a whole touchdown from 62 to actually closing over a touchdown less than it opened at 54 and a half. And that game, never a doubt. Easy, easy under. I actually bet that one. Ben, I did the Gil Alexander. I bet that one multiple times in-game, all the way down to 38 and a half was wow. the lowest number wow. I got. And that even got in. Uh, so this has been the nice morning so far. Just trusting your eyes and trusting the weather. So far, that has been pretty good if you've just been blindly taking unders in the Midwest, even with me, I didn't get the best of the number on some of these games, and it still didn't matter. Meanwhile, for you, Paul, good start to 2-0 and with the early picks, although I, we, we, we talked about this earlier. Hard to trust the Pat Narduzzi coach teams, and you laid a short number with Pitt. Looked great, drive right down the field, and then Keaton Slovis picked in the end zone. I'm sure for you, you know, you do your numbers, and you, ha you, know, you, you figure out where there are edges, and then you sometimes watch these games, and you watch these, <laughs> these 19 to 22-year-olds in college football just make mind-numbingly stupid plays, and I'm sure that one's got to kind of eat, eat in the craw a little bit with uh, Pitt the early pick, even though they did look good. I'll say that, Paul, moving the ball early on the cues. Right, you know, Keaton Slovis, he's uh, had a little bit of a propensity for the interception, so that yeah, kind of comes with the territory when you when you take Pitt. Uh, but like I said before, you know, more of a bet against uh, Syracuse than a bet on Pitt, and uh, there is peril involved, and we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes, but that's a wasted scoring opportunity, obviously. Yeah, you, look, you, you got to have a, a steel stomach a lot of times to sweat some of these college football plays. We'll have one more from you, Paul, coming up in a little bit. I know you've got a, a play here, Arkansas Liberty, which starts at the top of the hour. But first, we don't want to uh, wait any longer to update you on Georgia and Tennessee. We come out, start this game, Georgia with the ball. Stetson Bennett, after first having an interception, dropped. Then on the next play, strip-sacked, fumbled, Tennessee recovers. Vols get three. I just looked to my left as the field goal is canned, even though there were a couple penalties on that drive for the Vols. Ended up settling for a long field goal that is good. Three-nothing Vols here over Georgia. And, it, Jeff, at least we talk so much about this Tennessee offense versus Georgia defense, but uh, how about the Vols defensively on that first drive? Should have had an interception that was dropped and then uh, forced the strip sack, waiting for this number to repost right now. I am seeing it at this point. Uh, the first books that have posted this, Georgia minus seven in-game, 61-and-a-half-year total. Had to be impressed with the way the Vol defense uh, came out flying towards the football. Just a, a quick correction there, Ben. Uh, it was Edwards, the running back, who got stripped, uh, not Stetson Bennett, even though Bennett probably should have had that turnover earlier hey, in the thank drive you for correcting me, on yes. the interception. Uh, no, no problem there. But, look, I, I'll say this. with For Tennessee's defense, they, look, they, they Alabama moved the ball against them. They scored against them. They are You can score against Tennessee's defense. Even on last week, they were awesome for the most part against Kentucky. That's a big play in this game for them. Forcing a turnover, Georgetown, Georgia, I should say. I see I Not got basketball season yet, Jeff. Already, but, uh, but, uh, but uh, they hit the, the play to Bowers on a third down to pick up a first down. But uh, look, a, a, big, a big turnover force. You would have liked to have gotten a touchdown, but you get your kicker to knock through a 47-yard field goal. McGrath, who might have hit the worst ball of his life against Alabama, even though it went through to win that game at Neyland. Uh, but uh, all things considered, Paul, I, with being a Tennessee backer today, you and I both, 
I'm very happy with this start for the Vols. Got an early lead, and also, too, the fact that Georgia got nothing on the on their opening drive with Tennessee getting in the second half. Always a nice extra layer of comfort as well when you're betting a dog like this. Right. I mean, to get out to the early lead and, uh, you know, Tennessee, they didn't have any big plays on their drive, but they, uh, you know, they looked up tempo. They looked confident. They looked comfortable. You were very uh, on the ball and pointing out that it's it's a uh, burden. It's kind of an albatross having that number one ranking. And as you indicated, you never know how a team's going to respond, especially out of the gate initially. Uh, and they seem to be, uh, you know, on task and uh, getting out to the early lead, um, you know, feel, feel comfortable right now. But obviously there's going to be some points scored in this game. Tennessee's defense still not a, you know, a high-level top 25 type defense. Uh, they are vulnerable in the back, but they're certainly better than they were last year, and I think they're getting better each week. So uh, we're going to have ourselves a football game here. It certainly looks like that so far. 65-and-a-half was our closing total. That has ticked down a little bit here. We sit uh, anywhere in the market from 61-and-a-half to 62 with the kickoff. Coming back to Georgia, they'll start inside their own 25. Again, only five minutes in, early 3-0 lead for the Vols. The two other games we've not told you about yet that have now gone final from the betting implications here. Even though Texas Tech gets a late touchdown, they cannot get in the back door. Lose by 10, TCU covers narrowly once again, laying 8.5 or 9 at close. Uh, that game does stay just barely under the 69 with, with getting, actually it wasn't just barely under, it was uh, 58 was your final total, uh, but that game leaves TCU to improving now. Continues their undefeated mark, TCU entering this week, seventh in the college football playoff poll. And then uh, this result too, we saw a big move, Paul, to Florida, especially this morning when we found out the flu bug was starting to move through Texas A&M and that locker room rampantly. A&M for minus four, four and a half, all the way down to minus one and a half, and they get blasted at home with five offensive starters, seven defensive starters out with various flu-like symptoms. And this was all wow. Florida, 41-24, Paul. And uh, Jimbo Fisher has now lost five conference games in six this season. Uh, Nick Saban, as again, our guy Trip on Twitter points out, five conference losses over the last seven seasons overall. And, uh, and what a, a performance this was here for Florida on the road today. I'll tell you, just uh, going from bad to worse for Texas A&M, this is a team that uh, has had injury problems. Uh, Fisher seems to have lost the locker room. You've got disciplinary problems. Uh, you've got some allegations of locker room uh, post-game conduct that is just uh, really out of this world. So, you know, they it's just been a, a season gone awry for the, for the Aggies. Uh, you know, the, the flu bug hits them and, uh, they have all the starters out and, uh, you know, lose a game at home that was, you know, one of their more winnable games uh, down the stretch. So uh, just a tough year uh, keeps getting tougher for the Aggies. Meanwhile, Stetson Bennett to Arian Smith, 52 yards. Georgia in the red zone. We'll get an update on that uh, on the other side of the break. Real quick, though, Paul, before we're up against it, uh, you do have a play game kicking off here at the 4 p.m. Eastern window. Arkansas Liberty looking at a total there. What's the play? You know, first of all, I'm going I'm to acknowledge that Liberty's defense looks quite impressive from a statistical standpoint. Uh, they rank in the top 25 in several key uh, categories, that being scoring defense, total defense, and yards allowed per play uh, in the top 25 in all those. But their schedule, 127th in the nation by Jeff Sagren. 
Hadn't done that against teams like Arkansas. That hadn't been the teams they've been facing. Arkansas, 478 yards per uh, game, 33 points a game. They score. I think Liberty with Jonathan Bennett able to play. They're going to be able to score two. I like this game to go over 61 and a half today Boom. in Fayetteville. Arkansas laying either 14 or 14 and a half in the market there. When we return, our number two of our show, Live Bet Saturday. Can Georgia punch it in? Can Jeff hit a six-teamer? We'll find out next. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.